everyone. Welcome in again to Adopt Don't Shop USA. I'm your host, Karen Kalunian, here on All About Animals Radio. Again, I just feel the need to say thank you to Gary, my friend Gary, who started this uh, radio for folks who are animal advocates and have ways that they want to help animals. If you are out there and you're listening and you're interested in being part of this, please reach out to All About Animals Radio. And if you want to be on this show, where we talk about animal adoption, animal advocacy, vet tips, hopefully we're going to be giving some veterinarian tips down the road, all types of things like that. We would love to have you on. We're looking for rescues across the USA from Rhode Island to California. And in between, if you're out there listening, please contact us. We will give you lots of ways to reach out to us. You can look for Animal Talk 19 on Instagram and on Facebook, or you can reach out to All About Animals Radio, and Gary will connect us. Today, I'm so excited because I have a huge place in my heart for senior animals, and we're joined by Kristen from Vintage Pet Rescue here in Rhode Island, who is the biggest senior animal person that I know, and probably a lot of people across the USA know of her or the work that she does. And I wanted to bring her on today because I think it's really important for people to understand that there's so many senior animals out there in need of loving homes. And she does keep many of them with her um, for the rest of their lives. So she has like a little bit of a senior sanctuary (laughs) at her place too. But uh, many of them are still healthy enough and able enough to go on to loving homes. So Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's uh, a pleasure. And I just, there's so much that you do and so many topics that we could cover together, but I just want you to sort of introduce yourself and the work that you've been doing and for how long you've been doing it and, you know, some of the benefits to adopting a senior. Sure. So um, my husband and I actually founded Vintage Pet Rescue almost five years ago. So in September, it will be five years that we've been operating officially as a 501c3 here in Rhode Island. Um, When we first started, we actually were just going to have it be a sanctuary slash retirement home. Um, My thought was, you know, we would have 10 or 15 senior dogs living with us and we'd take care of them um, for the rest of their lives. And that, you know, we'd have a very small rescue and that would be, um, that would be it. Um, but uh, the universe had other plans for us. And I'm going to laugh because <laughs> yeah. I know you personally and that was never going to happen. What you just that, said. <laughs> I, I, I severely underestimated the need for a senior dog rescue um, in the Northeast. Um, We were inundated with requests to take dogs. Um, Last year, um, we ended up taking 109 dogs in um, for throughout 2021. Um, obviously they don't all stay with us now. Um, we have some that stay, um, the true hospice dogs or the dogs that may have some behavioral issues do stay with us, but most of our dogs either go to forever foster homes or they get adopted out. Um, so this year has been uh, absolutely crazy. We're already, I mean, we're five months into the year and we're already taken, we've already taken in 112 
senior dogs. Um, so we're already over last year's number um, with in, in half the year. So obviously we had to kind of expand um, and tweak our vision um, when we taking in these senior dogs so we could help we can help as many as possible. So right now we, we take in dogs pretty much over the age of 14. Um, usually 14 or 15 is where we want to kind of focus, but we will take in younger dogs who are perhaps hospice or, um, have, have a disability. Um, and, for the most part, we get them to the vet, we get them all checked out, we make sure that we have their meds on board, and they're all comfortable and happy. And if they are able to get adopted, we will post them. And we've been very lucky. We There are a lot of people out there who just love senior dogs and who will adopt a senior dog and sign up. I mean, unfortunately, it, it is what it is. The heartbreak is you are signing up to say goodbye, probably in six months, to a year, um, especially if you're taking in a 15 or 16 year old dog. But we've been able to find people that will open their hearts and open their homes to these seniors who might have some medical issues, might be blind or deaf and incontinent, and they just have the best life ever with their forever families. It's such a heartwarming thing to see. I, I watch the work that you do via you know, all of the social media that you, the social media platforms that you have. And I watch when you actually take the dog and when you take the dog for its, you know, medical evaluation. And then I watch you care for the dog in your facility. And then if the dog is adoptable, I watch the process of that. And the end results of watching a senior dog find a loving home for the rest of its time, whatever that might be, is just, it's its very emotional actually for me. And I'm sure it is for you. And I, I just wanna thank you first of all and commend you for that work because it's so difficult to be able to every day emotionally do that kind of work. So bravo for you and your husband and all of your volunteers, because I'm sure they all fall in love with them as well. Um, I just wondered, you know, have you found recently, I mean, it seemed like during COVID, everybody wanted a dog and everybody was looking for a dog because so many people were working from home. And now I feel like it's sort of transitioning to where folks are relinquishing dogs. Are you finding that on your end with the senior dogs? Yes, absolutely. Um, and but what we're seeing, I mean, the dogs that are coming to our rescue are not, you know, the COVID puppy that, you know, people adopted a dog during COVID and then now that they have to give the dog up. Um, these are dogs that have used have been with families for 13, 14 years. And unfortunately, the, the, there's a death in the family. Um, there's an illness. Um, someone is going into assisted living, um, or unfortunately, they cannot find pet-friendly housing. So those are the reasons we are seeing the increase. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with housing issues. Um, unfortunately, people are are passing away or going into nursing homes and they cannot take their senior dogs with them. So it's kind of, that, that's been, that, that's the increase that we're seeing. Yes. And, you know, I, 
I was having a little bit of a difficult time understanding what you were saying, but I'm assuming that you were saying you're seeing some sort of an increase, but it increase in, for other reasons as well. Then yes, I absolutely. Um, I also wanted folks, in case they're interested, I would love to have you sort of highlight a couple of the dogs that you have adoptable now, because what we'll do um, as far as Adopt Don't Shop USA and the show, we will post the dogs on All About Animals Radio so that if folks are interested or looking for a senior dog, they'll be able to contact you. Yes, absolutely. So um, right now we have quite a few chihuahuas available. Um, we're kind of inundated with chihuahuas right now. Um, one of them is Gordon, and he is about 12 or 13 years old. Um He's absolutely adorable. He's only five pounds. He is probably the softest dog I've ever felt. Um, so bunny rabbit fur. Yes. yes. <laughs> so he's so soft. And he came to us, when he came to us, he actually had pneumonia. So we were treating him for that. Um, he is feeling much better now. He definitely needs a dental, but that is scheduled at our vet for August. And if he gets adopted before then, we'll still cover that um, dental for him. But he is a sweetheart and just wants to be held and he's tiny. Um, Are you looking for a specific type of a home for him, a quieter home, or is he okay with you know, say older children, what are you suggesting? Yeah, I think he, I think he would do fine anywhere. Actually, I think he would do fine in a quiet home with the person who could hold him all the time. Um, I think he would do fine in a house with a little more activity and older kids. I, I think he would do, do fine in either actually. Okay, great. So that's Gordon. He sounds yeah. absolutely adorable. And these, again, folks, for those of you who are listening, these animals will be shown on the All About Animals radio uh, social media and also on the Animal Talk social media for all um, Adopt Don't Shop USA. We will have these photos posted there. And also, of course, you can go to the Vintage Pet Rescue social media. And the second dog you have is Dory. Yes. So Dory is, again, another Chihuahua mix. Um, she was actually slated um, to be euthanized at the shelter because they they thought she was in heart failure. She has a grade three heart murmur. We got her an echocardiogram. Um, it's nothing, nothing severe, nothing she needs meds for at this time. Um, but she's a sweetheart. She definitely prefers women over men. Um, she seems to be vocal and aggressive towards men. So I don't know what happened in her past to kind of create that, but that's what we're noticing. Um, she also definitely needs a dental we have to schedule with our with our vet, but um, she's a sweetheart. She just likes to be held. Um, she seems to be, she does okay with other dogs, except when food's involved, then she wants to eat everyone's food. So she's separated during that, but she's a, she's a sweet, sweet little girl. Oh, so, you know, that's, I find that with senior dogs, my daughter actually adopted a senior dog and I find with senior dogs, all they really want is love and companionship. And, you know, what's, what's easier than that really? And there's so many out there. I know I don't, I would love to ask, but you may not want to tell me how many you have currently <laughs> in uh, your care. In the house? Yes. Um, so right now we actually have 25 in the house. Um, we have another 10 
in short-term foster homes that are just getting kind of medical um, before they can get adopted. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have another 28 in forever foster homes. So those are dogs who go and live with a family, but we pay the medical bills for the rest of the dog's life. It's just such a huge success story when I talk to you. It just warms my heart. And I know anyone that's listening that's ever had a senior pet or has a senior pet currently, you can totally understand and appreciate why Kristen does this work. And I, and again, it is such a huge undertaking uh, for anyone that's ever had an animal, even, you know, even if they're not a senior pet that has some sort of an illness or medical complications. I mean, Vintage Pet Rescue does everything, and not to make it sound cliche, but from soup to nuts for these dogs, they get everything, not only to get medical, they get love, they get, the volunteers are there with them all the time, they have outdoor playtime, they do all kinds of parties, and her photos and videos are hysterical. I encourage everyone to check out Vintage Pet Rescue, and Kristen, I want to thank you so much for your time. I'm sure you're going to get lots of people uh, reaching out to you and and maybe even wanting to adopt Gordon or Dory. Again, we'll have those pictures available. Thank you so much. And and go around and kiss all of those senior dogs for us. Oh, I will. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thank you. We're going to transition completely now to something very different for our listeners. And actually, Kristen um, is here, located here in Rhode Island with Vintage Pet Rescue. And also Wayne, who is from Laurel Hill Micro Farm and the Herd of Hope Goats. We're going to talk goats with Wayne. And I just wanted Kristen and Wayne to say a quick hello to each other because they don't know each other. And they're going to meet up and Wayne's going to check out the senior pups. And Kristen's going to check out the goats. And everybody's going to have a party, right? I would I would love to go to a goat party. Oh, they are fun. <laughs> so I'll make sure that I connect you two um after the show and, and I hope that you can meet up sometime. Absolutely. Thank you. That sounds terrific. Wayne, thank you so much for joining us. I wanted to have you on because again, I'm such a fan of the work that you do. First of all, your farm is amazing. I've been fortunate enough to visit it here in Rhode Island. And the animals are just so spoiled. I think they're like your children. <laughs> um, I know that most of the animals on your farm, if not all of them, are there forever because you have a sanctuary there. And I would love to just talk a little bit about that work that you do first there on the farm. Well, the sanctuary, yeah, any animal that comes to us, it is um, once they're there, they are safe and they stay with us forever. Um, we take care of them. We do have quite a few special needs animals, especially seeing as they're starting to get older. And uh, we take care of them the best that we can. We are also always looking for volunteers. Anybody that wants to just play with goats, that is priceless for us. Yes, and you're located in Rhode Island. If you want to tell folks where you are so that if anyone in the Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut area is listening in, you might want to tell them how they can reach out to you if they want to come and play with goats. And I mean, who doesn't want to really? <laughs> exactly. Um, we are located right smack dab in the center of Rhode Island in Hope, Rhode Island, which is northern Coventry, southern situate. It's a little village in there. And we're on Hope Furnace Road. Anybody can look us up online, find the address, contact us, and make arrangements to come down and check us out. It's so much fun to go to the farm. And I want to talk about your cow. 
<laughs> you can tell everybody his name. What's that? I want to talk about your cow. And I said, you can tell everybody his name. Oh, Scooby Moo. Scooby -Moo yeah. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about how you got Scooby Moo? Well, last year, about this time, I got a phone call from a friend who said, I have a baby cow who needs a home. And I'm calling you because I told the guy that I would foster him until you got back. So I've already told him that we would take it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Scooby, he was supposed to be, unfortunately, going to a slaughterhouse, but the guy that raised him went through a uh, kind of a high birth with him and had to hand care for him and bonded with him and didn't want him to go to the slaughterhouse so he offered him to my friend my friend took care of him weaned him off of a bottle and then when I got back from goatscaping for the year he was there and tell us how much he weighed when you got him as to how much he weighs now <laughs> when we got him I think he weighed maybe 250 pounds. Now he's about 1,300. And the interesting part of what I found when I visited you there is he thinks you're his playmate. <laughs> and, and honestly, I, like when I see him, until I see pictures, he doesn't look like he's grown at all to me. I even asked the vet, I said, is his growth stunted? She said, he's huge. I said, well, he looks And I don't know why, but I think it's because he's so playful and wants to be a baby cow still <laughs> but everybody oh, else yeah he sees you guy. and it's so funny i i even have some videos of that and hopefully we can um i'll get a little clip of that to gary from all about animals radio and perhaps we can put a little video of up of you playing with scooby moo because it's just incredible he thinks you're his buddy and it's just a, a really an unbreakable bond that you have formed with him. And thank you so much for saving him and caring for him along with all the other animals. You have horses and you have, of course, the goats. We're going to get to the goats because just a couple of weeks ago, fortunately that you're here in Rhode Island, I heard of a goat that had escaped from someone and ended up in a local shelter here. And you were so gracious. I reached out to you and said, there's a goat in need. And it's always like the gate of your farm is open. And you said, yes, we will take the goat. And now you have Frida, another yes. goat. <laughs> How yeah. is she doing? She's doing great. Um, she actually just went into the herd yesterday or today because when she was during her quarantine, being a typical goat, she tried to jump over the fence and injured her leg. But she's fine now, and she just wanted to go play with the other goats. So she, now she gets to do what she wants and is very happy. And if, you know, if anyone out there that's listening is so inclined to help Wayne with the work that he does there on the farm, not only can you volunteer, obviously, if you're, you know, close enough by, but if you're not close enough by and you just, you love farm animals and, and you care and you have an open heart, I mean, they're they're always in need of so many things because how many goats do you have now, Wayne? I think Frida made 71 and we have seven, I think that might be on their way. So that tells you folks how much supplies they are constantly in need of. What are some of the things that you find that you use the most there on the farm for the goats? Right now, our biggest thing and i think it is for everybody on farms is trying to get hay 
Um, we're at a point where all of the local hay has run out. We got to get New York hay. We're paying outrageous monies because of the fuel costs and everything. So hay grain, Ventura grain is a local grain company. Uh, they're wonderful. They're located in Mountain Mass. And I think they have some outlets now in Rhode Island. Um, we use their grain. And yeah, that's, I mean, basically that's it. That's what I goatscape for is to try to pay for some of that. And it pays for you know, 70% of the feed for the year, but there is that other 30% that it doesn't pay for. And for those of you who are listening, who do not know what goatscaping is, because let me tell you, until I met Wayne many years ago, I didn't really understand the concept of it either. And it is such a beautiful thing to watch and see and talk about happy goats. You take these goats somewhere and you just, Wayne sets up for them to just be safe in a confined area of wherever the goatscaping needs to be done, which is just basically landscaping. And these goats come off of a beautiful retrofitted bus that Wayne lives on with these goats. Talk about the life. Tell us a little bit about how you started with goatscaping and, and what you do exactly. Uh, the goatscaping history. Well, briefly, um, we had an incredible vet. He doesn't, um, I think he's since retired, but he was just a, someone who had traveled everywhere and seen all sorts of different things. And he had asked me early on when we started with goats on our homestead, he said, what do you, what, what's your plan for the goats? I know you're not going to sell them and you certainly, you're vegan, so you're not going to eat them. What are you going to do? And I said, play with them. And he said, that's not <laughs> well, that's, that's always, the, that's the best answer. <laughs> right. He, he suggested, he's like, look, we have airports and all sorts of things around here that might be able to use your service. And I said, what do you mean? And he explained, well, they can't always use gas equipment around certain things. Mm-hmm. So they use goats and he'd seen that work. And I was like, well, that sounds crazy, but you know, if it ever happens, sure. And I guess he had spread the word and we got a call from the city of Winsocket. And they said, we have a dam that needs to be cleared. That was seven years ago. And we started out in a little white van and I would pack the goats up every morning, drive there, set up the fence, let the goats out, put them back in the van, pull all the fence down and just repeat day after day. And that's when I realized a year later when we started to get more work that I should probably get something that I can just stay. And we right. had a pop-up camper that evolved into, yeah, and eventually it evolved into the bus. And now I live on the bus year round and there's at least eight goats that live on the bus with me around. Right now, I have 17 with me. Well, you must be out there on a big job because I've seen the bus. And first of all, I give you a lot of credit for living on a bus with goats. <laughs> I say, I say, Wayne, I, I do tell people this um, but when I tell them about you and the work that you do. I say, I think Wayne is part goat. Just saying that. <laughs> um, because they they love you so much. It's again, it's like the bond that you have with your cow. You're just truly an animal lover who has given these animals such an amazing life on your farm. And even when they travel with you to go and and munch down some stuff that needs to be cleaned up in areas, I mean, it's it's a joy for people to come and watch and interact with the goats. I've been on site when you've done some goatscaping and it attracts crowds and the people love it. And you, and you introduce the goats. Every goat you have has a name and you know every goat by their name. It's just really such incredible work that you do 
And I, I wanted to bring it to light for folks because I say it's work, but it's it's truly not work. It's what they enjoy and they, they get to eat all of the fun stuff that they love and they're with you and you're with them. And what a, what a goat party you have every day. It is. There, it is. And it's been pointed out to me that it's, um, it's different and inconvenient to most people to live with this many goats in a confined space. But I find there's more of them than there is of me. So if I live like them, as opposed to me trying to tell them what to do, everything sort of works out. They don't get into my stuff. <laughs> they don't, they don't <laughs> things. They, they just, they coexist with me and I coexist with them. It's really, you know, you think about the world as it is today in 2022 and all of the crazy stuff that we've seen and, and been through just in the past couple of years. And to think that there's someone like you out there just living, living with animals and coexisting and having just such a great time every day. I admire you. And sometimes I have to admit, I'm a little jealous because I want to come sleep with the goats too. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be ab actually able to do it, but I would love to try sometime. Um, and I just, I really appreciate you saving animals, the ones that you have on your farm and letting them live there. And I hope that people will check out your farm and the work that you do and support you and Jackie on the farm because it's just incredible. I wish there were more people like you who would just sort of not worry about, you know, the glamorous life so much and just live happily with animals because there's no greater joy. I completely agree with that. I, I will never be monetarily wealthy doing it this way, but it doesn't matter. I have a fun, happy, fulfilled life living with goats. Well, that's just incredible. And if you would just tell folks again, the name of your farm and the name of your your goatscaping so that in case anyone wants to reach out again, this is all going to be on Adopt Don't Shop USA, all about animals radio, animal talk, and then Wayne, you can tell them how to check you out. Uh, we, um, if you Google goatscaping and you're located in Rhode Island, you will find us. We have a sanctuary of hope. R.I. Goatscapes on Facebook. Um, we're, uh, we're all over social media. Um, and I do occasionally Google Goatscaper to see who else is there. And nobody's doing this yet. <laughs> it's it's, all, it's all about Wayne and the Herd of Hope. And also, I just wanted to give a little shout out to you, Wayne, because Wayne also will help with adoptable animals. He uh, creates these little he calls it the goat news network and he creates little videos where his goats will talk to an adoptable cat or dog and they and he tells he puts voices to them it's so cute and he tells the goat will interview the dog and ask the dog what type of home it's looking for and this is something that he and I have collaborated on many times and it has helped animals find homes it's just such a cute um, endearing way for animals to get adopted. And I want to thank you for doing that as well, Wayne. Oh, that's my pleasure. I absolutely love doing that. And I know you guys are about, uh, you support pets in a way that is amazing. Uh, one thing I would like to say, if anybody wants to support a goat and have their own goat, but most people can't have a goat at their home, check us out on Patreon. Um, if you would like to sponsor a goat, you can come to the sanctuary, hang out with your goat anytime you want, spend time with them. It's like having your own goat. It's, it's sort of like having a horse that you keep stabled. 
but you have a goat that's on our sanctuary and they're well cared for, but you can come visit them anytime you want. Well, that's just amazing. And I'm going to certainly have you on again as we head down the road and, and create more shows here. And I would, maybe we can even find a goat person somewhere else and we can have a multiple conversation about goats and, and the care of goats and on and on and on. There's so much more we could talk about, but I just wanted to have you on briefly and, and hope folks will support the work that you do. So thank you, Wayne. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Karen. I appreciate all that you do for all of us. Thank you. We'll talk again soon. And before we end our show today, I just always like to tell folks there's so many ways that you can help with animals that are in need. You know, if you can't adopt, not everybody can adopt. And there's fostering. So if you can't adopt and you have some time available, perhaps you could foster an animal in need. And if you can't foster, you can always offer up some of your personal time, get out there and volunteer, find a local shelter near you or a local rescue that might need some help. Give your give an hour of your time. It just feels good. And, and you're going to see the work that these rescues and shelters and sanctuaries are doing. And you're going to say, wow, I, I should have really tried to maybe step up a little bit sooner. And then, of course, there's always donating. Donate. if you. It, I know times are tough for everybody and money is tight, but you know, even $5, you'd be surprised. It, it goes a long way. And educate yourself. There's a lot of good information out on the internet today about animals and adoption. And we'll try to give you as much help as we possibly can here on Adopt Don't Shop USA. And then share. I ask everybody to share. Share pictures of adoptable animals. Uh, share stories. Share your adoption story. You might inspire someone else to adopt. And again, as always, I want to thank Gary from All About Animals Radio for giving us this opportunity. And we will be here next Tuesday again at 8 p.m. Thank you and have a great evening. Perfect.